miracle to come when you could be one. Let's pray this morning. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for the opportunity that we have to carry the light and love of Jesus Christ everywhere we go. God, we know that our lives intersect with other people's lives on many occasions. And God, you have called us to be light and love to them. You have called us for certain actions and certain words in certain situations. That God, you would use us to speak, that you would use us to love, that you would use us to pour into other people's lives. That God, we could actively convey who you are to those around us. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Very excited to report to you guys how last week's offering went in the church plant in Tanzania. We were so excited to have Dr. Barnabas here with us, and uh, he is, there is a great church planting revival happening right now in the country of Tanzania, and we were so excited to partner with him. Over $12,000 came in last Sunday towards the $30,000 target to plant a church and drill a water well in Tanzania. We're looking at doing that here this spring. That's a very exciting opportunity as a church. There were many people that were interested in possibly going to Tanzania. And that is a possibility that we could send a short-term missions trip. Unfortunately, Dr. Barnabas told me, he said, our, our, the people from Watford City Assembly of God will not be able to go to or nor stay near the church where it is planted because it is 99.9% Muslim and it would be very, very unsafe for American Christians to be in that region. He did say, though, that there could be a window of opportunity where individuals could sneak in for four to five hours to celebrate the first Sunday of that church. And he said that may be an opportunity. So if you're excited about Tanzania, that God has laid that upon your heart, as we continue to walk through the process of this and, and build this church this spring, partnering with church planting pastors in Tanzania, if that is your heart's desire, come and talk to one of the staff here at Wofford City Assembly of God. We would love to see what the interest is for people to go and participate in that. Um, but I do, I do want to share from the pulpit that, that though Tanzania is a peaceful country, um, there is still danger, uh, but you know what? We determined as a church that we were going to radically, radically advance the gospel in some of the darkest places on the planet, and that's why we're planting this church right where it's at, because there are people that have never heard the gospel of Jesus Christ right in the middle of where we're planting a church, and we're excited to do that. Thank you, church, as we participate together in seeing God advance the kingdom that way. The month of October, we're going to be starting a series entitled, Be One. Be One. Instead of looking around at the world and complaining about how bad it is, could it be that the local church should rather be moved with compassion for those around us? And our compassion would drive us to action to make a difference in our communities and ultimately in this world. To be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ for those around us. To be the messenger of hope to the hopeless and to the dying. How is it possible that we as Christians, now if you're not a Christian this morning, you're just, you're just popping in to check things out, you're off the hook, okay? You're off the hook. No, no pressure right now. But if you are a Christian and you would consider yourself a follower of Jesus Christ, 
How is it that we as Christians could walk past other people in this life that are hurting and see it and know it and do nothing? How is it possible? It happens every day. Sometimes it's the fact that we don't know what to say in that instance. Other times it's the fact that we don't know what to do. But what would happen if helping and reaching out to others became more of a natural aspect of our life? Rather than it being something that we go, oh, I really have to help this person, I'm a Christian. Or I should help this person because I'm a Christian. It would be more of, I want to help this person because of what Jesus Christ has done in my life personally. Maybe God could change our hearts this morning, but how do we get to that place? How do we get to the place of rather it being a burden that we carry around, rather every morning that we wake up, we look through life at each person that we come in contact with, each person that we see as an opportunity for God to use us to change this world, to help people who are hurting and broken and need the light and love of Jesus Christ. There's an amazing account in your Bible this morning. We're going to turn together to Mark chapter 1, where Jesus comes in contact and his life intersects with someone that it would have been really easy to walk away from. Someone that you probably could have just turned your eye and went, I really don't want to spend time with that person. I really don't want to reach into that situation. It's just sticky and yucky, and I think I could just walk by. So if you have your Bibles this morning, let's turn together to Mark chapter 1, starting at verse 40. Because we want to learn from Jesus how to react to those type of situations. In Mark chapter 1, verse 40, it reads this way. It'll be up on the screen, New Living Translation this morning. Verse 40 reads this way. A man with leprosy came and knelt in front of Jesus, begging to be healed. If you are willing, you can heal me and make me clean, he said. This man was a leper. This is a very serious skin disease in Jesus' time. It actually would get to the point where the skin on this person would get this disease called leprosy and it would eat their skin. And it would get to the point where actually extremities of their body in, in rare and, and not, not rare, but in in large and, and predominant cases of leprosy, people would not only lose fingers, but they may even lose a hand or may even lose a foot. And, and it was because this dreaded disease that was very contagious, people didn't want to be near these people. And this man was suffering from this leprosy. His skin probably turned completely white and maybe his hair began to fall out, much like mine. And, and he kind of uh, uh, was this white ghost of a man and everyone around would know that this man had leprosy. This terrible disease would disfigure people and they would be absolutely grotesque to the human eye. As a leper, you were a walking dead man. It was a disease in Jesus' time that was considered incurable by doctors. It was a death sentence, yet you were still alive. That left the victim tortured not only by pain, but tortured by loneliness. Yes, tortured by loneliness. Doesn't that sound like a horrific thing? 
When a person was diagnosed with leprosy, they would be forced to go outside of the city and live outside of the proximity of any other human being. From the moment you were considered a leper, at that moment your life was a life filled with the pain of loneliness. Because of the contagiousness of leprosy, you were condemned to live on your own. In fact, it was so much so that because of the contagiousness, you were quarantined in your life. And if a person came within a certain proximity of you as a leper, you were forced by law to shout out, unclean, unclean, so that that person would know that you had leprosy and they would leave you alone. A life tortured by loneliness. The Bible, the Bible knowledge commentator says this, he said, Leprosy brought anguish at all levels, physical, mental, social, and religious. It serves as an illustration of sin. This scene here was shocking. Never would a leper approach another human being in this way. Never would a leper run and, and fall at someone's feet. A leper would rather instead run in another direction. Imagine this man. I imagine him. If you were in his shoes, this man is in a place or a state of utter desperation when he comes to Jesus. He runs to Jesus because he has heard. Someone has told him. Somehow, at a distance, maybe a family member, maybe a friend, someone called out and said, listen, I believe that there is a cure for your leprosy. It's a man named Jesus. If there was any hope for a cure for leprosy, This man was willing to take it. So he runs and he falls at Jesus' feet, pleading with him, saying, Jesus, if you are willing, Jesus, if you want to, you can heal me. You can make me clean. For years and years, this man called out a curse over his own life. Unclean. I'm unclean. I'm unclean. For everyone in society to run away, for everyone to hear his voice because no one wanted to be unclean. Jesus, you can make me clean. Verse 41. It says, moved with compassion, Jesus reached out and touched him. I am willing, he said, be healed. Or in other translations, be clean. Jesus was moved with compassion. He was moved to action by his feelings of this man in need. Other Bible translations of this Greek word, moved with compassion, means to have deep pity towards this man. He saw his situation. He saw all of the things that were going on around him. And it created this feeling deep inside of himself. You've felt this feeling before. You've seen something, an injustice. You've seen pictures. You've seen situations, all of these things. And something breaks inside of your heart. There's a sick feeling that comes upon your stomach and you realize in that moment, in that place, that you can no longer stand idly by, but you must do something. Do you have that kind of compassion? Doing nothing is not an option. 
you come to the realization that this will haunt me in my sleep if I walk past and do nothing. Christ's compassion drove him to do something. Right here, Jesus does the unthinkable. He does absolutely the unthinkable. Everyone in society would, throw, would stay as far away from any of these lepers as they possibly could. Children were taught at a young age, don't go near the lepers, don't go near the lepers. If you hear a man say unclean, run in the opposite direction. And never, ever, ever touch a leper. The Bible says that Jesus, being filled with compassion, could not just sit there any longer. Jesus stretches out his hand, much like the man who he told to stretch out his hand a few weeks ago as we talked. Jesus stretches out his hand, and he places his hand. And in that moment, think about this, guys. The unclean mixed with the clean. So many times as Christians, we we really want to be holy, and that's important, and the Bible tells us to. We're supposed to be holy. We're supposed to live uh, an upright life, a righteous life, and, and live like Jesus. But isn't it interesting that in that moment, Jesus actually reaches, and, and the clean mixes in that moment with the unclean. Think about this for a moment. When was the last time that man felt a human hand upon his shoulder? How many years had it been had he felt the warmth of another human being touch his skin? How long has it, had it been for, that he had felt actually the physical touch and in that moment Jesus says, I am willing, I'm, allow, I'm willing to mix my virtue, my uh, anointing with the uncleanliness of the world and the rottenness of sin, and Jesus reaches out and he touches this man under the moving of compassion in his heart, and he touches him. This man had been rejected and despised. Every other person in his life had ran in the opposite direction, and Jesus reaches out. I am willing be healed. See, here's an interesting thought, guys. Jesus says here, I am willing. If us as the church are the hands and the feet and the mouthpiece of the gospel of Jesus Christ, if we're over here, are we willing? Are we willing? Jesus is willing. Are we willing? Are we willing? Are we willing to bring Christ's healing to those around us? Are we willing to stretch out our hands into situations that others might look at and say, they're a little bit unclean. Are you sure you want to hang out with that person? Jesus came to bring healing. Verse 42. This is what happens. Instantly, the leprosy disappeared off of the man's body. Instantly, the leprosy disappeared and the man was healed. 
Not only does Jesus touch the untouchable, he cures the incurable. I love this verse. The Bible says that instantaneously the man was healed, completely the man was healed, and this is another one. It was visible by everyone around him that this man had been healed. This man's life was completely restored in an instant. Guys, I believe that Jesus today is desirous to bring that kind of transformation that can come in an instant, that can bring complete restoration of someone's life, that can be an incredible testimony to his greatness if we are simply willing. Are you willing? Are you willing to be the vessel that God wants to use today in your workplace? In the circle of people that you come in contact with, are you willing? You see, guys, if we are going to see people's lives transformed, then we must be willing for something to happen in our lives. And this is this. You want to catch one thing? Catch this. If we are going to be willing to see people's lives transformed by the power of Jesus Christ, we as Christians must be moved with compassion for other people. It is not optional. It is absolutely vital to the transforming power of Jesus Christ to be active in our society today, that we must be moved with compassion. Do you sense compassion in those people around you? When you go and you see your neighbors or you're driving down the road or you're walking in in, uh, the grocery store or you're at work, Do you sense compassion welling in your heart? Do you see the emptiness of the single mother at the store? Do you sense the hurt inside your coworker as their anger boils out of control? Can you see the hopelessness in the person that is tracked in addiction? Are you aware of the lost and the dying that you come in contact with on a daily basis? Does your compassion drive you to action? Or are you just comfortable with where you're at? You see, guys, Jesus' compassion drove him to action. Two weeks ago, or a few weeks ago, we talked about how anger, how our anger inside of us should cause us to bring restoration in this world rather than destruction? Could this compassion be a similar emotion? Do we embrace our compassion or do we just push it away? Saying, don't bother me right now. But why would anyone, especially Christians, push compassion away? Compassion is a vital component of the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Compassion fuels a person to make a difference. Is the reason why we don't like compassion because we care a lot more about ourselves than we do about others? Why does it always seem like compassion shows up in your doorstep right when you're getting out of the shower? Compassion is never convenient. In fact, if you read the context of this story, Jesus is very busy in this moment. There's a lot of things going on. 
Compassion is never convenient. It's never like God says, hey, you know what? Tomorrow, if you could schedule me in at 2 p.m., there's going to be someone at the grocery store that you're going to walk past, and I'm going to send you an overwhelming feeling of compassion. And if you could open your schedule for that, that would be really helpful to the Holy Spirit. Think you could do that? Compassion's never convenient. It's never when you have extra time or never when you say, you know what, today I'm going to plan to be compassionate to someone. It's just in the moment. I think that as Christians that we can either grow calloused towards compassion or we can cultivate our hearts towards compassion. We can say, God, don't allow my heart to be hardened by all of the things that go around and go on in this world. Don't allow my heart to be hardened towards other people. Instead, allow my heart to be soft. Allow my heart to be cultivated and torn up and, and pliable for you. God, I don't want to sit around and wait for a miracle to come. I want to be one for someone else. Guys, as I was preparing the message for today, I knew where we were heading. I knew that the direction was that we were to talk about compassion and how important it is and how vital it is here in Watford City right now, today. I mean, we walk out of this room in this moment today, and this is vital to how we are going to impact and and see our, our region touched and changed for the better. This is vital. But as I got to this point, I came to the realization, I just felt like God was leading in, in kind of a little bit different direction because the story's not over here. This would be a wonderful stop moment where I could give a couple great illustrations and really pound it home. We could have the worship team come up and we'd all be crying and walk out of here. Oh, let's go and be compassionate and change the world. What if God wanted to do something a little bit different? So I want us to read on in, in God's word here and I believe that there are some people in the room that this will, really, this will really be where you're at today. Let's read verses 43 and 44. So the man has been healed, and we get to verses 43 and 44. Then Jesus sent him on his way with a stern warning. Don't tell anyone about this. Instead, go to the priest and let him examine you. Take along the offering required in the law of Moses for those who have been healed of leprosy. This will be a public testimony that you have been cleansed. Jesus tells him to go to the priest and offer the sacrifice necessary. Now, what is Jesus telling him to do? And what does this look like? It's really interesting, actually, what Jesus is telling him to do. It's found in Leviticus chapter 14. If you want to take your Bibles and and flip there, This will be our last portion of scripture that we're going to look at this morning. But in Leviticus chapter 14, it gives the outline of if a person was cleansed of leprosy, which rarely ever happened. In fact, in the whole Old Testament, I think there's only two times that we see that this happened. But we see that it's given in scripture what is supposed to happen. So Jesus was saying, I want you to go to the priest and do this. And this is what he tells him to do. Leviticus 14 verse 1. And the Lord said to Moses, the following instructions are for those seeking ceremonial purification from a skin disease or leprosy in other translations. 
Those who have been healed must be brought to the priest, who will examine them at a place outside of the camp. If the priest finds that someone has been healed of a serious skin disease, he will perform a purification ceremony using two live birds that are ceremonially clean, a stick of cedar, some scarlet yarn, and a hyssop branch. The priest will order that one of the birds will be slaughtered over a clay pot filled with fresh water. He will take the live bird and the cedar stick and the scarlet yarn and the hyssop branch, and he will dip them into the blood of the bird that was slaughtered over the fresh water. The priest will then sprinkle the blood of the dead bird seven times on the person being purified of the skin disease. Then the priest has purified the person, and he will, and check this out, then he will release the live bird in the open field to fly away. Now, there's more to this ceremony, but I just want to focus on this front portion here. This is an absolute beautiful picture of our lives. Jesus Christ paid the penalty on, our, on the cross, and he stepped in and took our penalty which for sin and death, and he died in our place His blood was sprinkled on us, and then we were set free. Isn't it a beautiful picture here? This is in Leviticus. Jesus doesn't show up on the scene for thousands of years. And they're showing this beautiful picture of Jesus that, that, that both of them could have been killed in the ceremony, but one was killed and sacrificed, so the blood of the other and, the, and the, the second bird was given freedom to go, to live. You see, guys, I believe that there are a lot of people in this room this morning that you would love to have compassion on other people. You would love to see, be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. You would love to be available. You would love to be ready. You would love to be out there, ready to go. You would love to be like Jesus. But the reality of the matter is, this morning, there's only two characters in the story, Jesus and the leper. And if you were to say in the quietness of your own heart in this moment, if there is one character that I gravitate more towards, it wouldn't be Jesus. I feel a whole lot more like the leper. I feel like my life is full of hurt. It's full of brokenness. It's full of confusion. It's full of rejection. I know what that leper felt like. I know what it's like to be an outcast. I know what it's like to need emotional healing. I don't have to look for someone that's broken because I look in the mirror every single day and I see them. Guys, it's pretty easy. At this church, we we just understand that every person that walks in the glass doors in the front, myself included, is broken. All of us are broken by sin. All of us are on the same plane and same playing field. 
But you know what? Maybe there is one difference between certain individuals sitting in this room right now and other individuals. One is broken people who understand the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and understand that they are the bird that has gone free. And there is another group of people in this room today that you are trapped in your leprosy of loneliness. But you want to be free. You want to be free much like the bird. And you know what? If that's you this morning, I have really good news because you came to the right place. You see, the Bible says that Jesus died on the cross for our sins. And the best part about that is, is it wasn't just, well, I'm going to pick and choose this person, this person. Well, you're good enough, and you grew up in the right home, and all of these kind of things. Listen, the Bible says in John 3.16 that God so loved the whole world that he gave his one and only son that whosoever, and the whosoever encompasses every individual in this room today, that whosoever believes in him will not perish, but will have everlasting life. That God wants to bring restoration and healing to every person in this room. I don't care if you've been a Christian all of your life, we can still have broken areas. So here's the thing, this morning, every person I believe here today needs a touch from Jesus, just like the leper. All of us are in desperate need, whether it be a touch so that God would stir the compassion in our heart for those around us, or it could be the healing touch of Jesus upon the brokenness inside of us, whether it's emotional hurt or pain or trauma, things that have happened to you, things that have been done to you, addiction, whatever it is, all of the things, God wants to reach into your brokenness and your loneliness and bring healing and fullness and transformation so that every person around you will know that there is a difference. Beyond a shadow of a doubt, everyone will know that you have been touched by Jesus. Can we have the worship team come forward at this time? So this is what I'd like us to do today. We're just going to have an old-fashioned altar prayer time. This is what's going to happen. I believe that Jesus has brought every person in this room here for a specific reason. He wants to bring healing, transformation. He wants to cultivate your hard heart to a heart of compassion, whatever that is. We're going to take a few moments, and I didn't preach a long time this morning because I wanted to save time for the most important thing today. This is what I want us to do today. If you're here today and you need Jesus to touch your life in a powerful way, in just a moment I'm going to pray. And at that time, if you need Jesus to touch your life or you are desiring for God to cultivate a heart of compassion inside of you, we are going to open up the altar area to here. And I would encourage you, don't wait, but that we would pour from our seats today. We would get down on our knees and we would begin to call out to Jesus. Not necessarily in a loud or, or focused way, but just in our hearts the altar area at the church or at most churches was designed for a specific reason. That we would come to a place of understanding that we're laying down our own life as in an altar. This is the moment where we just say, okay, God, I, I'm, the, my life is out of control or I don't have the ability to do the things that you have called me to do. God, I need you. The, the fun part about an altar is Many people can attest to this in this room that 
There have been a lot of people who have been touched by Jesus at an altar. So this morning, this is, good, this is a, something that happens at our church quite often where we just say we're going to spend some time in prayer together. But I would just ask today, if you would just bow your heads with me as I pray, would you be willing to move in this moment as we close the prayer time? Would you be willing to step out of your seat where you're at and you would say, you know what, I desperately need a touch from Jesus. Maybe there's been something in your life that has been continually broken for a long time and you are just tired of it. Maybe you're like the leper that that feels isolation and loneliness that has been on your life for a long time. Maybe there is something going on that either happened to you or something that that you look at and you say, God, I need you to touch and heal something. Maybe there are people that experienced emotional trauma at some point in your life. Jesus wants to heal that. Maybe you're experiencing a cyclical pattern of sin in your life. Jesus wants to heal that. He wants to touch that. Maybe you're just calling out to God for new direction and understanding. God wants to touch you this morning. So let's just be available to Jesus today. Heavenly Father, we come before you right now. And God, as we prepare our hearts for those that will respond this morning, Lord Jesus, God, we just pray that you would begin to fill this place, God, with the physical manifest presence of the Holy Spirit. That God, at this moment right now, that we would sense the spiritual touch of your hand today upon our lives. That God, you would move in a powerful way. That we would sense and know, God, that you are doing something great. That we would walk from this room transformed and changed under the power of the Holy Spirit. So God, in this moment right now, Lord, we lay ourselves down, our own selfish agenda, the things that we would try and accomplish. God, and right now, we we allow... We open our lives for you to cultivate in our heart compassion, to bring healing and restoration. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Why don't you move from your seat? Many people have moved already. Come, let's just spend some time in God's presence around these altars today. The worship team is just going to quietly pray and we're just going to begin to spend time with Jesus right now. Amen. Many people are already moving. Come on, guys. Come on. God, would you move as only you can? Jesus, you reminded us today in Scripture through your words that you are willing and you challenged us today through pastor's words. Are we willing? Are we willing to have you touch us? Are we willing to allow you to reach into those messy areas of our lives? Are we willing to open up ourselves and truly be honest with you, Jesus? God, that is our desire today. To be whole. To be whole. To be touched. To be affected. To be changed by you. Guys, a lady here that uh, feel like she has a word from the Lord this morning, so you just open your heart and be receptive to what God would say through her. 
the Lord would say to you this morning, I have heard your agonizing, agonizing cry about your situation, about the sin you cannot overcome because you've tried and you haven't really given it to me, about the people around you you don't know how to handle. And I would say, mark this day on your calendar because I have come to you and I have made a difference, just as Sheldon said this morning. I have met you and I am willing and I will do through you this situation. I will not always do like you expect me to, but mark my word, I have met you today and I will do it. You will be changed. People will see you are different and you will handle things. Mark this day. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Guys, let's just receive that this morning right now. God, we just receive that as a church, as individuals, God. Lord, that you would just verify the things that you want to do in our hearts and in our lives today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So God, we just receive that this morning, Lord, that God, you said to mark it on our calendars today. Today is the day that you've touched us, Lord. That there is transformation, that there is healing in the areas, God, that you have wanted to to see transformation in. The areas of brokenness, God, that we have handed over to you, Lord Jesus. So it's a new day. God, we receive a newness, Lord Jesus, from you right now. Guys, would you be willing to just close your eyes, just cup your hands, maybe like this. Just say, God, we just right now, we receive all that you have for us right now, God. We receive into our hearts and into our lives. We receive, God, all of the healing necessary. We receive all of the words that you want to speak to us in this moment. God, we are in a receptive moment for our hearts and for our lives, God. We want to receive, Lord Jesus. Receive today, God. God, thank you that you are a God that hears. You're a God that cares. That you love us so much, God. So, God, today we receive all that you have for us in this moment. God, we thank you, Lord, that you are active and vibrant and present in our lives. That, God, today you started something. Lord Jesus, significant, oh God. And from this moment forward, Lord, you will continue. God, your word says, being confident in this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. And God, we receive that right now into our own lives. That God, we are confident today, Lord, that you are doing something great. We are confident, God, as we move forward with you, that you would continue to touch our lives until ultimately the day when we will see you face to face, Jesus. God, we thank you for who you are, for how much you love us, God. And we would just receive all of these things in Jesus' powerful name. Amen. Amen. Lord bless you guys. Praise God. God is good today. Amen. Be on the watch.
be on the watch and allow your compassion to move you to anger or move you to action (laughs) and anger. (laughs) Lord bless you guys.